This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance, supporting America's sugar producers and saluting all of agriculture for continuing to feed America. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The European Union was already a stingier user of pesticides and fertilizers than many other parts of the world, but a new initiative could cut that use even further. The European Commission this week unveiled a new plan to cut the use of pesticides and antimicrobials in medicated feed by 50%, as well as the use of fertilizer use on farms by 20%. The goal would be to accomplish the reductions by 2030. A European health commissioner says it's important to make the EU food system a driving force for sustainability, but a European crop protection leader says the goals will not have the desired effect. There's more in Bill Thompson's story on agripulse.com. A Minnesota Republican is asking the Trump administration to take a look at some goings-on in the pork sector. Agripulse's Ben Nully has more. Minnesota's 1st District Congressman Jim Hagedorn is calling on the Department of Agriculture to investigate the processing of market-ready hogs. Hagedorn tells Agripulse processing data shows packer-owned hogs were being processed at a higher percentage than independent farmer-owned hogs over the last four months. Over the last several months, you have an increase in the percentage of packer-owned hogs that are being processed and a decrease in independent-owned hogs being processed. That, to me, on the surface at least, looks like as the plants were shutting down, packers may have been processing their own hogs and not following through on the contracts that they had with independent owners. And if that's uh, happening, that needs to stop. Everybody needs to be treated Fairly, it needs to be proportionate, and we need to go by, like I said, existing contracts. Hagedorn says many independent pork farmers are responsible for all input costs, putting them at grave financial risk if animals are not processed on time. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. The dairy industry has its eye on the next round of coronavirus aid funding. Dairy producers are eligible for direct payments in the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program, and dairy products are included in the Farmers to Families Food Box Program, but National Milk Producers Federation spokesman Chris Galen says more help will be needed. We know that the damage is going to be worse before it gets better. We know that this money that USDA is allocating is not going to make everyone whole over the entire course of the year. So we're already talking with lawmakers about getting some additional assistance for agriculture. He says they expect some action from Congress on the subject. Now, the House of Representatives passed something called the HEROES Act in early May. It doesn't look like the Senate is going to act on that. They're going to take their own approach, and they probably won't do anything until perhaps June. But we do hope that at some point here, late spring, early summer, there will be an opportunity to come up with another package that will also address the ongoing effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. USDA earlier this week said dairy margins triggered a payment under the Dairy Margin Coverage Program. Galen says look for that to continue. If you look at the futures markets, coverage levels at even lower thresholds are going to be triggered in the spring months. In fact, we're going to see terribly low margins here in April and May. But hopefully, as we're talking here in the middle part of May, it looks like things will turn around and get better the latter half of the year. Finally today, wet conditions in the Midwest could lead to property damage and planting delays. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says many rivers are already above flood stage. For example, in northern Illinois, the upper reaches of the Illinois River are experiencing near record to record flooding. Early Tuesday, the Illinois River at Morris, Illinois, crested nearly nine feet above flood stage. 
And that is less than an inch below the high water mark that was established during a flood event in April of 2013. And it does represent the second highest water level on record in that location. He says that will slow down the work in the region's fields. And so it is going to take a few days for this moisture to work its way out of the system into the larger rivers. And so we do have a portion of the Corn Belt, again, primarily centered across northern and central Illinois, but extending into parts of neighboring states where we are going to see extensive fieldwork delays and some bottomland flooding for the next several days as the heavy rain that fell late last week and over the weekend works its way through the system. Earlier this week, dam failures in Michigan led to flooding in Midland near the headquarters of Dow Chemical Company. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance in appreciation of the essential work performed every single day by farmers, ranchers, and everyone across the agriculture supply chain. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.